so let's talk about a little bit more about taxation. I sometimes think about taxation and I'm like, wow, there's so many taxes. You know, when you make money, there's a tax on it. When you spend it, there's a tax on it. When you fill your car with gas, there's a tax. Um, what are some other Don't ones? Don't forget the Affordable Care Act put a tax on all of us. Oh, really? Oh. Well, we all pay into that. That's true. We and... all do pay. We all do pay into that. Um, there's one that they want to impose on unrealized gains or something like that. So if you own a painting and it's worth something, you have to pay a tax on it. You see, and that there's there's no excuse for that. The uh, you also mentioned property tax, and yeah. let me just let me single that one out for yeah. a second. If you yeah, if you want to live somewhere, you have a I, property tax. <laughs> I bought my land. Yeah. I own my land, but I still have to pay the government every year to continue to own that land. Right. That that's unacceptable to me. Yeah. yeah. Um you know, hopefully I can ease that with the homestead tax credit. Right. But uh, it shouldn't be that. That shouldn't be the case. People shouldn't have, you know, I mean, if you're renting something, you're paying rent. But right. if you own something, why do you have to pay a taxation on yeah, that? Yeah, do you really own it? No. No. <laughs> no, I you're mean, paying rent to the if, I, if I fail to pay my property taxes, I could I could go to prison. Right. I mean. Oh, yeah, they're aggressive about yeah, it. Yeah. So they'll so, take everything you own. Yeah, so obviously, you know, this land that is in my name isn't mine. Right, right, right. And that doesn't even include talking about, like, mineral rights or water rights and all kinds of easements. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and my neighbor eminent, and I share an easement. Domain. Yeah, my yeah. neighbor and I share an easement. Um, We share a driveway. Mm. And... um. You know, at this point, as of right now, it's all so confusing. I don't even know who's paying the property taxes on that. Is it me? Is it him? Are we both having to pay property taxes on it? And Like a double dip? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, um, there's another neighbor on our road that also um, we share lines with this person. Mm-hmm. And so all three of us have been trying to figure out what's going on here. Yeah. You know, Um it's you probably have to get a surveyor out there. We've had someone. we've had um <laughs> we've had three surveys done. Oh um goodness. I had one done, my neighbor had one done, and my other neighbor had one done. And the lines don't make sense. Hmm. Um the amount of taxes that we're paying that we're all paying don't add up. Okay. It it's just a giant mess. And yeah. it's because the government is trying to charge us money on what we own and so it also creates this thing of you know is that fence built on my property because i'm paying taxes on that i want that land yeah and it's just it's actually created some issues between my neighbors and i because we 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 have trouble finding out where everything should be right and i mean we we live on a block to put a power yeah we live on a block with something some of the most confusing property lines I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. Does that have to do with geography? So I know that it's pretty hilly around here. <clears throat> it's somewhat has to do with geography. Um, the rest of it seems to be all this land was in one family at one point mm. and was kind of split up in awkward shapes to okay. accommodate, you know, oh, well, let me give this um, acre to my grandchildren while sure. splitting these acres for my aunt or whatever. And so 
it's now just a giant mess, fences in the wrong place, yeah. and it, yeah. it's it's a headache that, you know, ultimately, our neighbors have even said, we've all talked, and we don't mind the fact that uh, the others of us are using some of our land. We'd be okay with it if it wasn't for the fact that we were having to pay property taxes on something that we now can't use. Right. Yeah. And who knows, maybe not even double dipping, but triple dipping. Mm-hmm. Is it the county or the state? Um, that's taxing you, or both? Or... Um, probably both. Probably um... both. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so I, w- I brought up the um, unrealized gain taxes or whatever it's called. They tried that in uh, France, by the way, and it failed spectacularly. So let's not do that, America. <laughs> no, but, you know, we can take some lessons from other countries. Yeah, um, absolutely. Now, take... Um, Universal health care, for instance. I don't approve of universal <laughs> health care. Hot issue here. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily approve of <laughs> universal health care. But I think that people should have the option to pay into health care. Option. option to pay into health care mm-hmm. from their paycheck mm-hmm. um, into a universal health care system mm. for the people who want it. Yes, voluntary and, yeah, system. Yeah, and you know, I understand. I don't necessarily want universal health care, and I understand that I might pay a little bit more to have privatized um, health insurance, yeah. but that's my choice. Right. And right. as an American, I have the freedom to make that. I should have the freedom to make that choice. Yeah, interestingly, um, as a um, as somebody who's unfortunately been kind of poor uh, and also trans, I have been kind of funneled into clinics, even if I had insurance that were trans specific, trans focused, but they were understaffed. They were sometimes dirty. They, they were dangerous to get to. Um, it's interesting because I had insurance, but uh, the only like trans specific care I could get were was really subpar. You know, when I first started my transition um, four and a half months ago, yeah, I looked around through this area and yeah, a lot of the um, places that specify that they do work with trans are underfunded. Yeah, and I I got lucky to find one. Yeah, that wasn't one that was a nice place in a nice area mm-hmm. and. But I, I mean, you know, not everyone has that option right. and not they only does. accept certain insurances. So yeah. even even with this universal health care that we have through the Affordable Care Act, uh, I mean, you still can't even get health care at anywhere you want. You yeah. still have to yeah. be taken to. You certainly cannot choose your doctor. <laughs> no, that I was complete fiction. Yeah, I I got lucky in the sense that um I got put with well, initially I got put with a doctor who um you know, she misdiagnosed something that I had. She mm. misdiagnosed um, something that my mother-in-law had that could have been fatal oh, if my okay. mother-in-law hadn't gone somewhere else. Sure. And I got really lucky that um when I went to the place that I go to now that does focus on trans care, they um they gave me the option. They have a general practitioner that they gave me the option to have as my primary care provider. So I, I do now get yeah. the proper care that I need. Which but... is great because, I mean, you don't even have to go to somebody who is necessarily trans focused. But if you can develop a relationship with them, I, I mean, I keep bringing that that word back. But it's true. If you can develop a relationship with them, then maybe they can 
educate themselves because um, doctors do continue on with their education. They can also learn from their patients as well, mm-hmm. um, get pointed in the in the right direction. They can learn from their colleagues who maybe have more experience. You know, there's really no excuse for um, the dearth of options for yeah, trans people. I, I um, for instance, you know, I had um, been seeing that therapist when I first started my transition mm-hmm. um, just to make sure that it all went smoothly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he didn't have experience really dealing with transgender yeah. people. Um, I mean, he dealt with a couple, but he didn't. This was his first time being a part of the actual transition process. Right. And, he did phenomenal. Yeah. He was there every step of the way. Yeah. And he dealt with the person in front of him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so yeah, as for healthcare, that's kind of, that kind of, yeah, I, I don't like ACA because it was forced on people. <laughs> um, it penalized them if they couldn't pay in. I mean, some people, instead of paying in just on principle, decided that they would uh, take the penalty that was given to them. I don't like it that it was forced on people. And also, I don't want the government running health care. I don't, you know, I want some privacy. Yeah. And if you're dealing with the government, pretty much you do not have any privacy. No, no, not, not at, at all. all. Um, and also, the government can limit the kind of care that's given, you know, depending on who's in office. It doesn't matter, you know. Um and I don't want that instability, and I don't want politicians to make um, uh, decisions about what care people can get. Yeah. And that's what happens. And especially you see it with trans care specifically. Um, there's there's so many laws and bills to try and limit our access to gender-affirming care. And... I mean, what's what's the logic in that? Yeah. How is that beneficial to yeah. the people? Yeah, people uh, people had some fears about the rationing of care. Well, if you're saying that trans people can't get health care, guess what? You're rationing that care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that that's. I mean, that's just one of the things that we can take from other countries. See how it plays out for them. See where it works for them. You can also look at places like um, Portugal. Portugal has decriminalized... um, Now, here's a a touchy issue. Um, Portugal has decriminalized all drug use of any kind. Okay. And instead they've put the funds that would be used on incarcerations towards social programs such as rehabilitation and stuff interesting and everyone said you guys are going to regret that you're going to be a nation full of junkies they have one of the lowest drug addict populations on the planet and wow i i don't believe that the government should have a say you know i mean i i've struggled with um that's like alcoholism for example i've struggled with alcoholism before that was my choice. Does that mean that I think now that I'm um, sober, do I think that alcohol should be illegal? No. No. I. No. It was my choice to make that decision. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to call it a victimless um, situation because I was the victim, but I made myself the victim. Sure. I also pulled myself out of that. Yeah. And, As have other millions of people. Yeah. And so I don't believe in... The government kind of telling people what they can and can't do. You yeah. know, if you if you want to make that decision, it's probably not a good decision. I'm, I don't I I don't advise it. 
But if you want to be, like, drunk every day, that's your prerogative. And it's not my place to judge you or tell you that you can't be. It's not my place to say you can't do cocaine if you want to mm-hmm. do cocaine. I mean... But uh, uh, you also don't have to like it. <laughs> no. I, I, I mean, like, there's, there's plenty of um, drugs out there that I don't yeah. like or approve of. Yeah. But... If somebody wants to make that decision, that is their decision. Yeah. The government doesn't have the right to be putting these people in, in to incarcerate these people for long periods of time over something where the only victim was themselves. Right. And, you know, by yeah, incarcerating victim, them, victimless crimes. Yeah. And point. by incarcerating yeah. someone, you're especially for something like that. You're not you're not helping the issue. You're not helping that person get clean at all. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you're probably making the problems worse. Yeah, so being imprisoned is bad. Yeah, you look at people in Portugal. If you get caught with a hard drug substance, they will um, confiscate it. You won't face any legal repercussion. They'll just confiscate yeah. it, and they'll um, give you a list of places, rehab facilities. Yeah, and you know, people seem to think that giving these people help is a form of weakness, but no, you're helping these people get back on their feet and become productive members of your country, become productive members yeah. of your society. Yeah. And that's that should be the goal. You don't want drug addicts everywhere. Yeah. You want people who can overcome their own issues. Yeah. It's interesting because obviously we have some problems here in the U.S. that and the current uh, solutions well they're not even solutions no. the current strategies aren't really fixing the problems or even reducing them at all i mean it seems to be getting worse so i what i mean part of this project is that i want to hear different ideas and we have a lot of polarization at the in the you know at this moment in our in our country, where you know there's one side saying one thing and there's one side saying another, and there's just a lot of fighting. There, it's it's the downfall of a two party system. A yeah. two party system doesn't allow all voices to be heard. Right. And you know you're kind of forced. You're funneled into picking one of the two, whichever yeah. one you kind of agree mostly with. Sure, sure. And but there's other ideas out there, and they might yeah, work. And that's why I identify as libertarian. You know, last um, presidential election, my candidate wasn't Joe Biden or Donald Trump. It yeah. was Joe Jorgensen. Yeah, there you go. I I really liked her. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I mean. You know, some of her ideas seemed almost too simplistic to mm-hmm. work, but it's a trial and error process. Exactly. And we need to realize that we need to stop fighting with each other and realize that we need to put our focus into the solutions. And, you know, it's like I said, we haven't had a president that truly did a great job in yeah. decades because yeah. of this two-party system that has allowed both parties to just it's it's almost like a drunk with power type thing you know they're not interested in resolving the issues they're interested in keeping those issues going so that they can get votes from the people who side with them and money for their special interest programs mm-hmm. <laughs> and that only certain people like and yet 
all the rest of us have to pay for. Yeah, and you know, I'm I don't I don't agree with far right. I don't agree with far no. left. Neither way. No. I mean, you yeah. you look at like the far left, you know, I'd like to see them try and take my guns. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but then, I've seen a lot of stickers and like bags with that embroidered on it. It's kind of <laughs> like, wow, that's cool. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'd like to see them try because yeah. it's my right under the Constitution. And as a matter of fact, I think that that's a right that has been hindered on left and right. I don't yeah. think that I don't think that people should be able to go home with an intercontinental ballistic missile or something. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, you know, uh, preventing me as a citizen because I haven't served in the military from buying a fully yeah. automatic rifle. Yeah. Um, now, th- this one, um, my wife disagrees with me on this, but preventing me from buying grenades, mm. I that that is my right. <laughs> that is my right as an American citizen. Yeah, there's there's some uh, people out there who would uh, <laughs> definitely um, disagree with you, and there's some people who would agree with you on that. Some people think, you know, that they they should be able uh, allowed to have like a tank or something, you know. <laughs> and you know, I mean, that's a very libertarian stance. Some some people do have tanks. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know, what makes me any different from them? I would personally, I would just like to be able to have a modern rifle and not have people like. You know, give me the stink eye about and it. And not have to go through long registration processes. And, yeah. And, and I mean, I can understand a background check because, yeah, there are people who have criminal records. Sure. And, I mean, you know, yeah. you don't want someone who's been charged with attempted murder to go out and buy a right. gun. Right. But there, there's no excuse for the extent that it's reached. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, they're just trying to make it worse. They're trying to make it harder on us. You know, um, people that I know in California have to go through so much just to get a firearm. And the people that I know in California that have firearms are good people who have them to protect their homes. Yeah. Interestingly, because, I mean, there's a lot of crime in, in the cities in, in mm-hmm. California. I would definitely have a gun there. Yeah, like um, my when I was growing up, my friend's dad, he um, they didn't live in a great neighborhood in Los Angeles. Um, he he owned a firearm, and that was one hundred percent just for the protection of his family and his home. And it probably was such a pain in the ass for him to get it, especially. And this is um, another thing, you know, being a minority, you're already looked at negative you're already looked at with a negative connotation in those places you know they say that los angeles is a really liberal place but that's not true you go there and if you're what does liberal mean anymore though i don't know i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> but you go to los angeles and you see that the the people there the minorities there still face the same distrust in issues that they face everywhere else in the country yeah, of course and you know like i said he had to go through so much to buy that firearm for me i walked into a pawn shop and i walked out an hour later with a gun yeah. i mean oh here in arkansas yeah, yeah and yeah. i just i when i was here before actually there was like a impromptu meeting in the parking lot of a grocery store this was 25 years ago and some guy just pulled up with a truck put the tailgate down and he had a, a whole bunch of guns and it was mm-hmm. great. I was like, this is cool. Yeah. I'm in a different place now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. I was so shocked when I moved here from Los Angeles. I, 
I've been to other countries. Coming to the American South from Los Angeles was the biggest culture shock I've ever had. Mm. And not in a bad way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I moved from, when I was a teenager, I moved from Texas to Seattle. I, I think it's a similar kind of thing. Yeah. Culture shock And, there. you know, I moved here from a place where I was open about my sexuality, uh, my sexual orientation. And I moved here where I, I couldn't necessarily be open about it. But I found so much more peace in the way that things are here. There's. Do you mean uh, gender identity? Or... No, no, that's a okay. reference to sexual orientation. Okay. Um, yeah. I didn't come out about my gender identity for a long time after my okay. sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a long time, I lived as a um, bisexual male. Mm-hmm. Um, I just. I think that living in a place like this has really opened my eyes. I grew up in, you know, I grew up um, in a liberal household. My mom identifies as Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister I die, identifies as Democrat. I'm the only person in my family that I know of that really doesn't. Mm-hmm. And interesting, it doesn't it doesn't stop them from caring about me. It doesn't change any of that. But at the same time. You know, when I was growing up, I was kind of spoon fed these beliefs Mm. that I never truly agreed with. Yeah. And, you know, moving to Arkansas, I've seen so many so many different different belief systems here that are much more aligned to what I do believe in. But. I it's can't also get really behind. diverse here, like yeah. surprisingly so. But I can't. The one thing I can't get behind, and it seems like, it seems like I'm the only, my family, like my wife and I, are the yeah. only people I know that have these political beliefs that I have, but aren't anti-trans. So it's really nice to meet someone like Interesting. you. Interesting. You know, everyone around here is anti-trans, anti, um, anti-gay, anti. Mm. Um, anti-black or if something liber- you know if they're libertarian or conservative you're talking about uh, or it seems have those like beliefs? it seems like um i i haven't really met many other libertarians mm. um almost everyone that i have met around out here um identifies as a far-right republican oh, or wow. a far-left democrat oh, and wow that's that's, re- that's the minority here. that's really but polarized. still yeah it's yeah. There, there's, you know, it's because the Walmart home office is here. You're drawing in all these liberals with their far left beliefs okay. to a place that is historically far right. And yeah. I'm hoping that kind of mixing these people can bring about a more centrist view. Yeah. Well, it does seem like kind of a more of a purple area rather than um, blue or red. Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. rest of the state is very red. Yeah. Um, I mean, you take. Which is okay. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, I wonder about people being so socially conservative and wanting to, you know, get in other people's business. Is that really part of the culture that you got to get into other people's business? And, you know, a lot of them use religion as an excuse, I've Mm -hmm. noticed. And that brings us back to separation of church and state. You're entitled to your religious views and opinions. That is so American. That does not impact my rights as an American citizen. Right. 
I mean, that's foundational to being an American mm-hmm. is that separation. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, people talk about bring prayer back to school. Yeah. Prayer wasn't in school until the early 1900s. And then it was out within 30 years. Right. And right. so uh, if you're talking about bring prayer back in school, well, Technically, it wasn't there originally. That's not a foundation of American ideals. And that stuff just cycles through every once in a while. I mean, it's it's a constant struggle. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we constantly have to fight for our rights um, that are, you know, some of them, some of some of the rights we have are just natural rights as just being a a person. They don't have to be written down. You know, uh, we have a right to self-defense, etc. But. We constantly have to fight for those rights in the Constitution mm-hmm. and uh, be vigilant about that. And and sometimes you have to look into your own self and your own bias. You know, we all have biases um, and not impose that on other people. See, I'm a constitutionalist. I believe in a literal interpretation of the Constitution. And yeah. I find that laws in blue states tend to differ from the Constitution. Yeah. Yeah, laws in red states tend to be more in line. Yeah, and I agree. so I, get... I actually feel much more comfortable in a red state. But then I sometimes I I'm gonna admit experience bigotry, which is terrible. That actually kind of breaks my heart that people that I align with and politically would then be bigoted towards me. You see, the I I realized, um, especially since I started my transition. Yeah. Um, so the people that I know that are in California from when I grew up, they all seem, they, they seem so shocked that I, a trans female would prefer to live in a red state over a blue state. And it's because while the religious beliefs and the opinions may not align with me, the political views do. So it's like since my transition started, I went and visited my family in Los Angeles. And I remember being so shocked at how easy it was to be me there and not feel like I was being judged. But then how difficult it was to have these political beliefs that were almost considered taboo in a place like Los Angeles. And so... It it's it's a really tough area because I want to live somewhere where I'm politically accepted, but I also mm. want to be socially accepted. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. What kind of a tough position? That's kind of a tough position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also I was wondering if you, because you are a trans woman, uh, you know, early in your transition, um, you're probably meeting some other trans people and I'm thinking probably they hold different views than you do have you found any friction um there I haven't found any friction actually um so I do have a couple um trans friends here in Arkansas um the reason one of them actually really helped me with starting my transition I um she wasn't even my friend she was um my mother-in-law's friend and I reached out to her and asked her if I could talk to her about transitioning and told her how I felt and what I knew about myself. And she kind of, you know, 
she identifies as Democrat. Our um, political beliefs don't match up, but I don't think we've ever had a political conversation. Mm. You know, it's our belief. I'm sure that she also knows that our beliefs don't match up. So it just doesn't come up, mm. you know. So you just kind of let the sleeping dog lie or yeah, whatever. She, she's yeah. entitled to her beliefs and opinions yeah. and I'm entitled to mine. Does that mean that hers are right? No. Does that mean that mine are right? No. It just, it's, it's our opinions on these things. And there is no such thing as perfection either. That's kind mm -hmm. of an authoritarian belief. I believe that you <laughs> have perfection in people. I, I don't think so. Exactly. <laughs> and that, that seems to be something that I see so often is, um, a belief that perfection is possible and attainable right. if you do everything the way that your local society right. demands you to conform to. Right. That's utopian. That's delusional. That's mm -hmm. all those books that we look that we read and go, Oh no, let's, let's hope that yeah. that, that, that know, doesn't happen. You know, um, <laughs> what that leads to isn't people actually be agreeing with or no. believing your beliefs. No. Like, do you think that, um, do you think that all Germans agreed with no. what was going on in, um, the build up to World War Two. Yeah, obviously I, not. I don't think so. But did they speak up? No, because it was against the social norm and yeah. against the conformity or that they, they were, were expected to follow. Or they were also brought, you know, brought to the concentration camps and killed, you mm -hmm. know, early on. Yeah, yeah. The intellectuals that were there certainly. Yeah, intellectuals. I mean, I like to consider myself an intellectual and. I can't lie and say that I'm not worried that one day something like that could happen here if we didn't, if we don't stay on top of it. Yeah. And yeah, it's worrisome when there's hundreds of bills that are anti-trans out there. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, free, freedom of speech. I, I'm not a fan of um, Disney as a corporation or. Um, I'm not even a huge fan of their movies, really. But um, they're kind of dumb. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, they're aimed at kids. But you know, <laughs> you know, them speaking out against the "don't say gay" law and facing retaliation—that is—that is a textbook example of censoring freedom of speech. Hmm. They they had the right to say we don't agree with this. They didn't have the right to say you know we're gonna um try and get this overturned or we're going to um, fight this um, by not enacting it even mm. after it's passed. Because, you know, once a bill passes, whether you agree with it or not, that is the law. But also people do have the right to boycott. Yeah, you a have. The, yeah, you yeah. have the right yeah. to say your piece, but yeah. you that's shouldn't. Not, that's not cancellation, by the way. Cancellation, I feel like, is harassment. Yeah, and they're currently yeah. facing um, legal recourse because of it. Mm, I really? don't. Yeah, what specifically, I had heard that. Um, so the governor of Florida just repealed um, Walt Disney's right to self-governing in the Reedy Creek district, um, okay. and. It's because they spoke out. And, you know, this is this is a prime example of someone using Republican beliefs for authoritarianism because Republicans are supposed to be the party of fiscal responsibility. Yeah. Lower taxes and stuff like that. Yeah. The surrounding counties are now going to have to face millions of dollars in increase in taxes oh because goodness. of this law that he's signing 
just to punish the Disney Corporation for saying, we don't agree with this law. Wow. You know, um, they didn't say, we're not going to enforce this law. They said, we don't agree with this law. Right. And so that that's a textbook example to me. You know, it's it's authoritarianism yeah. when you tell a company that they have to agree with the government. Yeah, that's, uh, that's using the power of the state for uh, nefarious purposes. It's... It's not yeah. cool. Yeah, you know? you know, I there's there's a lot of Republicans out there that I respect and like. There's some Democrats out there that I respect and like. Um, Governor Ron DeSantis is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks like uh, he's really popular in, in Florida, though, so it'll be really interesting when I go to Florida to talk to people there. Yeah, yeah. I'd actually be curious to watch some of your interviews yeah. from there and see how that turns out, too. Yeah, some of some of the people uh, I'll be talking to are, um, are definitely conservative. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and... We all have the right to exist, and, you know, you can't legislate gay people away. You can't legislate trans people away. You can't legislate minorities away. We're going to exist. And I I stand stand up for what I consider to be the largest minority, the individual. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And... So I have a right to exist. I have a right to. You ever read An- uh, Ayn Rand? Hmm? Have you have you read uh, Ayn Rand? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, she she has a famous quote that says something very similar. Oh, um, I think I probably got that honestly from the libertarian platform. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, by the way, speaking of libertarian platform, uh, do you support the libertarian party or or state or local parties that that okay. are around? Okay, so people call me a libertarian. I do support the libertarian party. Um, I like to think of myself as an egalitarian. I believe in equal rights for all individuals, yeah. regardless of anything really you know we all opportunity yeah we all deserve the right we all deserve the right to try and have the most comfortable life we can so as long as you're not hindering other people's lives with what you're doing it's fine as long as you're not hurting other people as long as you're not um causing suffering for other people and you know by existing i don't think that i'm causing suffering for other people you know um it seems like there's this it seems like um transgenderism has almost been like fetishized by the media i guess you could say and i liked it better when we weren't uh recognized (laughs) you know (laughs) what's going on um, with my genitalia, whether I am um, pre-op or post-op is between my wife and I. Right, correct. And my wife loves me as who I am. You know, um, she has... I mean, when I came out, she told me that I've always made a better wife than a husband anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, you know, she she's happy with it. So... You know, no one else is going to have to deal with that. No one else is going to... It's not like I'm just pulling down my pants in front of people and being like, look at me. You know, I'm I'm just trying to live my daily life. I want to be able to, you know, go out shopping without 
being called some horrible names mm-hmm. or something. I want to be able to just enjoy the life that I, I've yeah. been given, the life that I'm living. And uh, somebody brought up, uh, um, the days are kind of blurring uh, for me, but somebody I think brought up yesterday that it used to be that people would talk about gay people like this and try to outlaw, you know, gay people being teachers, you know, whatever, in the military, blah, 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 getting married. And now it's almost like passe for people to be gay. And, you know, they've moved on beyond gay. And now... Because they couldn't legislate the gay away. Right. But maybe they can legislate the trans away because we require different things. We require health care for our transition. Right. Let's get back to being individuals. Yeah. I mean, when we... it's It's a collectivist idea... Right. Mm -hmm. To lump people together and say that, you know, you people are this kind of way. Now, let's get back to being individuals again. You know, you have to be a collectivist to be a bigot. I am who I am. No amount of legislation or bigotry is going to change who I am. Right. So. When can we all learn to just get along? When can we all learn to, you know, if you if you don't approve of my lifestyle, don't interact with me. It's fine with me. I won't interact with people who don't approve of my lifestyle and right. I don't expect them to interact with me. Yeah. But live and let, let live. Let us live our lives. Let us enjoy our lives. Let us have the equal rights that the Constitution says we're entitled to. Right. Just like every other American. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. I've I've really enjoyed talking with you. Um, it's so great to you know talk to another trans person who has similar beliefs. You know, in a, about freedom, about liberty, about you know um, individualism, uh, low taxes or no taxes, etc. The role of the federal government being very small, etc. I just I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>